Hey there. If you like this podcast, you are going to love my new book, Needy, How to Advocate for Your Needs and Reclaim Your Sovereignty. In Needy, I share my unique approach to identifying, honoring, and advocating for the most tender and true parts of yourself that are yearning to be acknowledged. It is an invitation to embody self-acceptance, which leads to meaningful growth in self-responsibility, self-care, self-trust, and self-love. All of the themes that we talk about all of the time on this podcast. Woven with threads of timeless wisdom, honest assessments of our needs, and heartfelt personal stories of transformation from yours truly and others, Needy illustrates a profound vision for what is possible when you listen to the stirrings of your heart and reclaim your undisputed sovereignty in your life. Now, you can get Needy wherever books are sold, but if you are a podcast super fan, you might appreciate the audiobook, which I do narrate, which you can find on Audible. Now on to today's show. Hey there, it's your host, Mara Glatzel, and you are listening to The Needy Podcast. Here at Needy, we are devoted to sharing frank conversations and true stories about what it means to meet your needs consistently, messily, and sustainably. To get more information about today's episode, please visit theneedypodcast.com. Now, on to today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to let you know that doors for my signature offering tend are opening for the first time this year, for the only time this year. And if you want to spend the next nine months with me learning how to identify, honor, and advocate for your needs, I would love to have you there. You can go to maraglatzel.com backslash tend to read all the news that's fit to print. And please let me know if you have any questions. I would love to talk about it with you. So on to today's episode. Today we are talking about receiving because I think that when we're we're talking about identifying and honoring our needs, when we're talking about advocating for our needs with other people, a lot of emphasis is placed on the ask, on figuring out what it is that you even want to ask to begin with, figuring out how you're going to ask, figuring out what you're going to do if that person says no that you don't spend a lot of time thinking about what happens when that person says yes, and it comes time to receive the things that you ask for. And receiving the things that you ask for sounds simple, right? You know, it's the dream come true. It's the the kind of golden goose of the situation where, yay, you figured out what you want and you need and you ask for it. That person says yes, and now you can have it. But for a lot of us, having it is complicated. Opening to receive it is complicated. And this can be a place where there's a lot of strife in our communications with the people who are um, in the relationship with us, a lot of complications when it comes to our internal understanding of what's going on. And so I wanted to devote today's episode to, to talking about what happens after the ask and the yes is received. 
So before we dive too far into it, I want to go through the anatomy of an ask. The anatomy of an ask requires that you have figured out what it is that you need to begin with. You've kind of checked in with yourself, asked yourself how you feel, thought about what you need in relationship to that feeling. You've thought about how, who and how you want to ask for that need to be met. Because again, you know, we, each and every one of us is responsible for meeting our needs, but we're not islands. We're in relationships with other people. And so asking for our needs to be met is an integral part of being in relationship with other people. So we identify what we need and we think about how we're going to ask for it. And we do ask for it. And then there's this crucial moment where so many of us fall in a pit (laughs) because we have learned to attach another person's response to our ask as an indicator of whether or not we are worthy of having that thing, whether or not that thing was a right or good thing to ask for. And because we marry the need with the reception or rejection of that need, we internalize a lot of information about whether or not we're worth asking for that thing to begin with. And this is a problem because other people say no to the things that we need for a myriad of reasons, many, many, many of which have nothing to do with us. Hopefully in a healthy relationship, that person is being thoughtful about how much time and energy they have that's available to being with us in that need or helping us meet that need. Sometimes our relationships aren't totally healthy energetically or otherwise, and some resentment or anger spills into that that reception or rejection. But the main thing to keep in mind is that person is going to respond to you based on whatever they have going on with them, much of which has very little to do with you. So when you marry their response to the goodness of your ask, you are setting yourself up to believe that there's something wrong with you for asking for what you want and need. And over time, the more that you've internalized that story, the more that you've internalized that reception or rejection as you being unworthy of having your needs met, the harder that it is to continue to advocate for yourself within your relationships. You become accustomed to making yourself small because... It feels easier to not ask for anything than to have your asks be rejected. And so when we're thinking about receiving, the first part that's so important to keep in mind is somebody else's response to what you want or need has very little to do with you. And you can ask for something and you can receive a no or a not right now. And that doesn't mean anything about you. That doesn't mean you don't deserve to have that need met. That doesn't mean you aren't worthy, period. That doesn't mean you are wrong to ask. It just means no or not right now. And then you are tasked with what to do next. Is it possible to meet that need on your own? Is there somebody else who's available to help you meet that need? 
if it's a no or not right now, is there a better time? Is there a different time, right? That you're in relationship, not only with the other person, but also with yourself. And you are refusing to make that reaction mean everything about you because it really, 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 really doesn't mean anything about you or your goodness or your worth or the validity of your needs. And that is such an important thing to remember, especially when you are new to advocating for yourself or this feels really uncomfortable for you. So after you figure out what you need, you figure out how to ask for it and also how to set that boundary uh, around the worth and the validity of your need, really working in your relationship with yourself to acknowledge my, my needs are important. I'm allowed to ask for those needs to be met no matter how that need is received by somebody else. You get to the point of receiving what you've asked for. So I'm going to tell you just a little story that happened to me just last night uh, around this that had me thinking that this would be a good podcast episode. So I yesterday I decided that I really wanted to go out and do something fancy. I had just celebrated six years of being in business full time. I was about to launch my new favorite program, which is a really exciting time of year. And also my sister had just uh, moved to my town and started her new job. So I thought, wow, we'll just go out to celebrate. That would be really fun. So I asked my partner if my sister and I could go out to dinner and, you know, making her responsible for taking care of our child and feeding her dinner and putting her to bed. And she said yes, very easily. And then I fell in the hole and I got really awkward. I started to take responsibility for her and for her work and you know, I knew that she had work to do that night and I started to make myself small and say, okay, well, maybe we'll just go out later and I can do this part and this thing and then you can do that and then you can do this, making it really, really complicated. I picked fights. I twisted myself up into knots. I got angry and frustrated and then finally ended up crying. And ultimately what was going on was I was having a difficult time receiving what I had asked for. I was having a difficult time believing that my whimsy, my joy, my celebration was worth putting my partner in a possibly uncomfortable situation. Now, I never even asked whether or not this was an uncomfortable situation for her. She had said yes. And if I had been in that kind of right energetic alignment place, I would have reminded myself that she said yes, and that's her job. And my job is to take her at her word and to move forward, right? Because both of us are responsible for saying yes or no, depending on what we are actually available for. That's a core tenant of our relationship with one another. That's a core tenant of the relationships that I have with everybody. So she said yes, but I felt uncomfortable receiving. I made it a problem. Even after she said there's no problem except you're making it a problem, I continued to make it a problem. And I think that this is really common. You know, I remember when our daughter was first born and 
I was so exhausted because I had stayed up with her, nursing her much through the night. And I would wake my partner up and I would ask her to help me by taking care of the baby when she wasn't nursing and trying to get her to go back to sleep. And then I would lie in bed, not sleeping, feeling so uncomfortable that I had taken up that space, that I had woken somebody else up, that I had asked them for help that I had put them in an uncomfortable position instead of just continuing to assume the the discomfort for everybody, which was something that I did for a long, long, long time. And so when we start to advocate for ourselves, when we start to ask for what we want and need, it can be really uncomfortable because this is a muscle that we haven't developed For many of us who are caregivers or empaths or nurturers, highly sensitive people, we are accustomed to making the discomfort our own, bearing the brunt of that because we're good at it, because we're used to it, because we see ourselves as functioning in the world that way. And so when we start to change that narrative, we haven't built that muscle. You know, we haven't We haven't never given ourselves opportunities to learn how to receive. And so when we're placing all of that energy on the ask, we're setting ourselves up to ask, then have somebody say yes, and then not know what to do. And it's important to remember that receiving is a muscle that we build over time. Receiving is something that happens inside of us. It's an opening. It's a vulnerability. Because for some of us, one of the reasons that maybe we don't receive is because we expect that somebody's going to throw that back in our face at some point. Or we expect to be told that we're bad or wrong or selfish for asking to begin with. Or we expect that we can't really trust or believe somebody else when they say yes, because our relationships aren't in energetic integrity and we're in relationships with people who don't have good boundaries and they're saying yes all the time. And we're not really sure if that yes means yes or if that yes means no. And so the boundaries are really muddled. So as we start to address this in our lives and we start to extradite ourselves from this uh, enmeshed kind of snarled up thing, energetic thing, it is really important to remember that our responsibility is to ask for what we want and need. The other person's responsibility is to say yes or no based on what they can reasonably offer us. And it's not our job to question whether or not that yes or no was true or right, right? That's the other person's job to say yes or no. It's not our job to micromanage how somebody does the thing that we have asked them to do. Even if we might feel like we do it better than they do, or even if we might feel as though that's caring for them, right? Relieving them of their discomfort. Each and every one of us is put on this planet with our own spiritual free will and choice. And it is not our job to do for the people in our lives. It's our job to get really clear on what we want and need to thrive and to allow other people into that, to allow other people to see us in 
in our neediness, right? Which we may have been taught is weakness, which we may have been taught is a vulnerability. Or, you know, we may have been taught that our job in this world is to save other people from their discomfort, but it's not. And so when you ask for what you want and need, that's where your job ends. What the other person does with it has to do with them. What, you know, in this situation, right? So say I've asked, I want to go out to dinner and I'm really excited and that's what I want and need. And my partner says, okay, great, no problem. And then she starts to do dinner in a way that I wouldn't do dinner, or she starts to set up the bedtime in a way that I wouldn't do bedtime or whatever, right? She starts to do things in a way that I wouldn't do them. It's not my job to manage her. It's not my job to relieve her of the discomfort or the consequences of her actions, no matter what the situation, no matter how much I might see myself to be an expert in a certain way, or I may have learned that it is my my position in this world to relieve others of their discomfort before they even feel it. That's actually not my job. And so when I talk to women, often I have the same conversation around what it means to receive, and what it means to allow other people to do for you. And part of that receiving has to do with giving up control over how the thing is done. And we might believe that everything is an emergency. We might believe that everything has to be done in a way that is just so. We might believe that there is one true and good way to do everything, but that's actually not true. Micromanaging other people and the way that they do the things that we've asked for is another block to receiving. It is making the way that they say yes, or the way that they respond to your ask part of your job and responsibility. And additionally, it's creates a lack of respect in your relationship because you are delivering the message that your way is better than their way. And your way might be better than their way. I mean, that's entirely possible. You can 100% think that. But that that way of thinking is what has put you in the position of doing everything and not having any time or space to have your needs met. That thinking is the thing that has crowned you the queen of dealing with other people's emergencies instead of making sure that your boundaries are straight, are in energetic integrity, and that you're only taking responsibility for what is yours to own. And what's yours to own are your thoughts, your actions, your reactions, the consequences of your actions, your feelings, and your needs. That's within your realm of responsibility. And other people's thoughts, actions, reactions, the consequences of their actions, feelings, and needs are their responsibility. And so when you ask for what you want and need, and you are all lined up to receive it, part of that receiving is allowing other people to do it their way. And much like receiving in general, this can be uncomfortable, particularly if you aren't practiced in it. It can feel like, well, I have to watch them struggle. Well, maybe you have to watch them struggle, but what are they going to learn from that? 
situation? What are they going to learn from being able to do that themselves that they may not have learned when you were doing for them? And I want to be clear, a lot of us aren't mucking around in somebody else's realm of responsibility to be cruel or callous. I mentioned a lack of respect and I meant it, but for so many of us, that's not at all our intention. We're not going around thinking I'm so much better at everything than everyone else. But instead, we're thinking my worth depends on my ability to do for people. If I do for people, then I can earn my way into this relationship. I can see myself as good. I can see myself as worthy. I can know that I'm deserving of this love because I've earned it. And it's a real paradigm shift to not earn it and also to receive it. To be able to simply ask and not have to do in order to earn the the yes that you're looking for. And so this takes practice. It takes so much practice. And I want to caution you to resist the urge to believe that you aren't doing it right. Or that it's too messy, that it's not worth your time. I can absolutely guarantee you that if you are a person who is accustomed to doing everything for everyone around you and very little for yourself, it is worth the effort and the discomfort to learn how to receive, no matter how old you are, no matter how long it's been. I sort of think about this like, uh, watering soil after a drought or after, you know, even a really hot day after a significant amount of time. And the soil is such that even when you water it, the water sits on top for a little while before it begins to be integrated into the soil. And I think that receiving after a long time of not allowing yourself to receive can be similar, that you may ask, you may receive that yes, And, you know, still that water is just kind of sitting on the surface. You're not quite sure where to to allow that vulnerability, that opening, to allow that water to sink in, to allow yourself to be nourished and replenished by the very thing that you have identified and summoned up the courage to ask for. And so you have to be patient with yourself. You have to be kind to yourself. You know, the outer work of receiving is asking for what you need, receiving the yes, and doing the thing. But the inner work requires the constant, maybe near constant reminder that you're allowed, you're allowed, you're allowed, you're allowed, you're allowed, you're allowed, you're allowed. And so when my baby was little and I knew that I needed help and I knew that I couldn't stay up all night every single night. And I woke my partner up and I asked her to get up and help me with the baby. And I was so exhausted and I was lying in my bed and I was thinking to myself, well, if I'm going to be up anyway, I may as well at least let her sleep. This is totally ridiculous. I'm not worth what I've asked for. I'm not worth her discomfort. But instead, I laid in that bed and I told myself over and over and over again, I'm allowed to have this. I'm allowed to have this. I'm allowed to receive support. I don't have to do it all on my own. I'm allowed. I'm allowed. I'm allowed. I'm allowed. And I told myself that night after night after night until it got a lot easier. And it's not perfect, 
There are still moments when I'm laying there or standing there believing that I'm not worth inconveniencing somebody else in order to have my needs met, but also knowing that my needs are important because if I don't have any energy, I'm not good to anybody. And being caught in that struggle, there are moments where I'm still in that struggle, but the inner work is being in that struggle with yourself and not abandoning yourself or giving up on your needs or saying, just kidding, I didn't mean it, I don't really need it, no problem, I can do it all, on end, on end, on end. So this is a practice. It's a practice of being with yourself. It's a practice of being receptive, being open to receiving the things that you've asked for, being in relationship with yourself so that when you feel that discomfort, you can rely on your own self-talk. You can rely on what you know to be true. And the last piece is surrounding yourself with other people who are having similar conversations. Because something that can help normalize and reinforce this paradigm shift is being surrounded by other people who are talking about similar things, who are being honest about the discomfort or the vulnerability, who are sharing about what it's like to really honor their needs in a world full of people who pray at the altar of busy, who believe that their worth is contingent upon what they're able to do for others, and who continually put their needs to the side. And in doing so, live on the margins of their life on end, on end, on end. So I'm totally acknowledging that a lot of this is a big shift in how you think about what you deserve, but I want to caution you in waiting until you're ready, because I don't think that there's a time when all of a sudden receiving becomes easy. And instead, it's a practice. It's a practice of meeting yourself in that discomfort, of holding on to what you know is true, reminding yourself as many times as you need to be reminded, and knowing that you are allowed to receive the things that you want and need in your life. And maybe even that your life will be better for it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Needy Podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you want to know more about Needy or want to tend to your needs with a free Needy toolkit, dance on over to theneedypodcast.com. If you love today's show, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you.